Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Parkscope Unprofessional Podcast Hour. Oh, man, it's good to be back. Uh, joining me today in this special episode is Lane. Lane, how are you doing, buddy? I'm wonderful. It is 65 degrees in Atlanta, Georgia tonight. Um, very pleasant June weather. Wow, it's 65 there. It's 71 in Pittsburgh. Yeah, my uh, my wife has worn a sweater around the house today and reminded me how cold it is. And I'm like, it's 73 in here. We're doing okay. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's, no, it's... We're, we're in the middle here. Yeah. I saw that uh, Six Flags over, te- uh, not over Texas, over Georgia is uh, opening. It's opening. Oh, uh, yeah, I wanted to mention that they're... Uh... That their big campaign is like, hashtag give six, like give six feet, like we're six flags. And I can make fun of them for it, but they've done a pretty good job of going, okay, here's the summer where we all have to stay apart. And how are we going to keep running our company? Which the whole world has had to figure that out. (laughs) Six flags has said, we'll just do it. Like, let's go. Wear your mask all day. It's fine. Come ride some roller coasters if you want. Um, Dollywood's open with the same kind of plan. I love it. Good job, you guys. They can open where you can. Yes. Joining, keep mask on. Yep. Keep going to parks. Yeah, there we go. Also joining us tonight is a very special guest. You know him as a writer. He's worked on Slash Film, Screen Crunch, Sci-Fi, Wire, and Consequences Sound. You also may remember him from the, uh, the now uh, departed Masterpiece Cinema podcast. It is Josh Spiegel. Josh, how are you doing, buddy? Well, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, where it was a, a balmy 105 degrees today, so I do not want to hear anything about 65-degree weather do in you, June. How do you, you go outside, or is it just an inside thing? Uh, well, I mean, generally speaking now, I don't go outside that much. Um, but uh, this time of year anyway, not a whole lot of uh, hanging out during the, during the 100-something degree weather. It's, yeah, yeah. it's also monsoon season, which is great. So do like do the people that need to go on their jogs and stuff just do it before the sun comes up, or you get used to oh, doing no, it right I, breaks? Or no, no, I, I saw a guy when I was driving a little while ago, getting uh, my family some some dinner, uh, doing contactless delivery. I want to make sure people know I'm not being irresponsible. Um, there were there were people jogging at like five thirty p.m. and I thought that's a that's still too hot. Risky move. Yeah, that's a that's a risky move. But you do you. <laughs> I feel like that's like some sort of thing you get adapted to, like like how all the athletes work out in like Denver during the off season for the, like the low alti- the high altitude stuff, lack of oxygen. Like, give it a year or so, and you'll be like, ah, this is nothing, you know. Yeah, yes. I mean, I've, I've I've been in Phoenix for about eighteen years, and certainly the heat is something I'm more used to now. The first time I was here in the summer, I believe I said to my parents that it felt like my eyeballs were melting. <laughs> it's not that bad anymore. That's yeah, you, the bar that Phoenix has cleared. Yeah, you don't go outside and it instantly like the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> not quite. <laughs> yeah, not quite like that. Alrighty, well we got a good episode for you. We're going to talk some news and do a little fun little exercise at the end of the podcast. Um, so let's start off with some news. Let's start off with some universal news. Uh, starting off, a Bourne Stuntacular. Yes, they made a Jason Bourne, Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne, stunt show. Uh, it was originally supposed to open in March, and then the world happened. Uh, but now it is a soft opening at Universal Studios Florida, and it looks pretty cool, if I do say so. Uh, Lane, have you seen the video of this yet? I have not. I, I uh, refuse to click the link and look at it. Okay. Um, 
I, it's not a spoiler-free thing, but I saw T2 once and uh, right before it closed, and I was like, this is really fun and not something that I should watch on my phone or on YouTube. <laughs> so I'm just going to be blissfully unaware of this born, like, you heard the same reports I did earlier in the year. Like, hey, this is really fun. You're going to like it. And I think they're going to do a good job of... Do they have the big digital screen, like some Broadway stuff's done recently? Yeah, so this has like the digital screen that's in um, Frozen out at California Adventure or what they did with The Mandalorian um, on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. It's a 130-foot wide screen and sets come up and down and in and out and there's action and it's kind of cool in a different weird way it's what a stunt an indoor stunt show should be in 2020 and i I like it i like that universal did this i like their open and new stuff um it's recreatable it doesn't have to be super great it's a it's a stunt show ticket it's a it's a it's a (laughs) sea ticket thing in in a park that's got just bangers of uh of shows to go and do and hang out and watch and see i think it's a great thing it's inside yeah in Orlando, it'll be open at night if you're at Horror Nights, so there we go. Fun. So, Josh, I, I know you probably haven't seen the video and all that stuff, but what's your thoughts on spoilering rides that you haven't been on yet? Well, so I, I have not seen the video for yeah. three reasons. Reason one is I really enjoyed T2 3D. I'm sad that it's gone. I That's know why, very it, fair. but I'm yeah. sad. Two, as I'm sure you both know, we were not supposed to see videos or photos of this show. <laughs> yes, You're not that, supposed that, to watch them at saying. all. You broke the rules. <laughs> and it could change. Uh, like, it's it so ridiculous little request of theirs to begin with. It's like, guys, someone's going to film it. That's how, that's how this works. How many vloggers are there specifically to film it? But no, I, I think the spoilering thing is, is maybe a bigger part of it. Like, for a, for a while, I was going to say for a long time, but it's only been open for what a few months i didn't even want to watch the rise of the resistance videos because mm-hmm. the last time i visited disneyland i was there for galaxy's edge but rise of the resistance had not opened and my initial reaction was i kind of want to see it when i'm on it i don't really want to you know experience it via youtube but you know i've been at home for 14 weeks and at a certain point my resolve was like yeah fine watch it why not um, but I think, <laughs> generally speaking i i think it probably depends as much on how frequently you visit the parks in terms of how much you're willing to spoil yourself. Like if you're going to go to Universal Studios in the next six months, pull off, you know. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. But what do you think about spoilering rides? Uh, I think it's really up to whatever you want to do. I mean, that's the thing. Is like if it's it's kind of one of those hands off situations where if there's a video out there. And you want to watch it, go for it. I mean, I'm not going to stop you or anything like that. I just, I think my big thing is like, if you're starting to like, it's the whole entire, you know, Snape kills Dumbledore thing of running around telling people about it or putting in like the big iconic moment as the YouTube thumbnail or, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. The kind of, um, the uh, dickish kind of behavior that I'm not a fan of. Otherwise I think, you know, just knock yourself out. Like, yeah, I understand Universal can say don't, record record it and i kind of get that but also on the other hand it's not like they're doing any advertising for the thing anyways right now (laughs) so this is probably the best advertising they're getting (laughs) you know what i mean um yeah so born it's uh it's in previews right now and i believe it's gonna be opening in july um that's i think their plans uh they had some weird stuff going on with uh certifying their uh stunt actors uh during the uh the uh closure so they can't run it at full capacity um, next news item, uh, today when this podcast drops, 
it's good 10 years of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Hogsmeade. Uh, I feel so old thinking about that because I was in college when this opened. <laughs> I had uh, I had just bought my house that I'm in right now, and I was remember, I was redoing my very first bathroom, listening to Inside the Magic talk about it for seven hours or something, and those are priceless <laughs> memories. And I still live in the same house. <laughs> those are good. Those are good milestones. Josh, have have you been to Potter? Because I don't know if you have yet. I forget. I have. I, yes. uh, my wife and I, now we visited a long time ago to the mm-hmm. Orlando. We've been to both the Orlando and Hollywood versions of Wizarding World. Um, so I haven't done anything like Hagrid's, uh, mm-hmm. whatever full title it is. Uh, but we went in, I think, 2011. And mm-hmm. it was it was a lot of fun. It was really well done. I think that, you know, we, we didn't have the super high-charged, crazy, whatever the, the, the extreme version of the Fast Pass is. We had some version of the universal fast pass equivalent mm-hmm. uh but it was the first one where you can't you had to wait in line you know horror of horrors we had to wait in line all around the the uh hogwarts facsimile and i mean i was really impressed with it we we still have our butter beer cup at home we yes. use it every once in a while <laughs> i use um, mine for my change i hadn't realized it was 10 years though i mean that that's it's it's very impressive and obviously they've expanded it a lot and i'm sure that Everybody involved with the Wizarding World is going to be very glad for this to be in the news regarding Harry Potter and not <laughs> the other stuff. Yes, um. uh, finally. Just you know, I uh, so for touring plans, I wrote two thousand words on like the history of Hogsmeade and the opening and instruction and the legacy. It was very, very, very hard to leave someone's certain certain name out. It was sort of like uh, Warner Brothers and Universal all agreed, and everyone was very happy. The end. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they even got the people that designed the sets from the movies to come help out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was yeah. like, uh, bless those people. Yes, they were exactly. great. It's like Stuart Craig, Alan Gilmore, all those people. <laughs> no one else. Just all the them. people you love from this yep. franchise. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I am a big. I, I like the way that they've designed it. I think that Disney missed a pretty big trick by not getting to convince someone to uh, let them design the park. Instead so, of the universe. But, so yeah. glad they did, though. So glad we're in an arms race. Yeah, we, yeah. we wouldn't have gotten Pandora. We wouldn't have gotten Galaxy's Edge, probably, yeah. in its current format. Wouldn't have gotten Rise of Resistance. Like, I, I'm very thankful that all that occurred. And it's been a really fun place to hang out. Um, the the original Harry Potter is, is, is so fun. Such a fun place to hang out. Yeah. Good times, good times. Um, so Josh, we'll get into your wheelhouse a little bit and go to Disney and, uh, especially, uh, Disney plus, uh, we, we know about the hashtag open the Disney vault, uh, for all the long time. I'm sure everyone remembers that hashtag. It's like the only one people think about these. Yeah, days. yes, exactly. It's why Twitter added hashtags is just uh-huh. to remind Bob Iger that they have a lot of stuff in their catalog that they can put on Disney plus. Um, my, and, and my good friend, yeah. Bob Iger. Yeah. Uh, So I guess you talked to Bob and uh, they're adding some more theme park specials to Disney Plus in uh, July. Uh, uh, A pre-opening report from Disneyland and the Mouseketeers at Walt Disney World. I have never heard of these two. (laughs) So 
a pre- the pre-opening report from mm-hmm. Disneyland, which is apparently the actual title, not a pre-opening report, which I uh, uh, can't believe they made that mistake this morning. Um, that aired four days before Disneyland opened on July 17th, 1955. So it is as close as possible to the actual event now. Because I can never be fully satisfied, there was a part of me that this morning when I saw the press release thought, you guys couldn't have the actual live day of opening video, the Dateline like, Disneyland. Or at least that, edit it and send it to us. That would have been nice. But uh, yeah, so that's, that is a, a very old episode of the Disneyland TV series. And then the Mouseketeers at Walt Disney World is something I've never seen. But I've never seen either of these. I'm familiar with them both. Mm-hmm. The other one is from 1977. And it, I'm sure, will have lots of wacky cut em up jokes and such of the Mouseketeers hanging out at Walt Disney World at a time when it was just the Magic Kingdom. Epcot was a, a glint in people's eyes. It wasn't fully designed yet, so I'm very curious to see what that special is going to look like. Um, but, you know, it's it's nice that they're adding those. I'm hopeful that they're going to continue adding lots and lots more because there's lots and lots that, that my good friend Bob hasn't put up on <laughs> Disney+. Plus Because I know he's the one behind the computer. I know he's the one pressing all the buttons and making these things happen for us. He, he's the one dragging the uh, video files into the FTP server to upload them. <clears throat> right. I mean, it, that's why it took so long to get Simpsons into the 4 by 3 aspect ratio. He had to do every season. By hand. Did, did either of you read the article that went into great detail about the technical re- requirements that were needed to do that? No, no, but I would love to read it. That sounds awesome. Was, That's I, think, awesome. I think Variety had a report the day that the update was made, and it basically was the Disney Plus folk, the, like the Disney streaming services head saying, yeah, this nearly broke Disney+. Plus. And that was one of the most <laughs> mystifying things I'd read because I don't know if either of you guys remember this. Here's, here's the thing. L- leave aside the ridiculousness of if you have the DVDs, you have the correct aspect ratio. Why would that be hard? Remember Simpsons World, or the FXX thing from yes. a few years ago? Yes. And they had the exact same issue happen. They put all the old episodes up in the wrong aspect ratio, People complained, and it took them a while, but they finally fixed it. And it's again, it's a very, very frivolous thing to be complaining about. I want to be very clear. I'm aware of that. But it's such a dumb mistake, and it's a mistake that they made at Disney Plus on day one. It's not like a mistake they made a few months down the line. That was a problem. That was an unforced for, error. For something they were really proud of being all on Disney Plus. Huh? I mean, it's one thing when you have the weird Star Wars cut with Greedo saying McClunky, which, you know, who who knows what George Lucas was thinking there. But this was one of those things where it's like, yes, you're marketing this show and you don't think that the Internet, which tends to love memeing The Simpsons to death, isn't going to comment on this stuff. And it was very silly, I think. Uh, yeah, I, w- I was about to mention, but you you brought it up. Like they had all these files; they knew this already happened. Someone it's, did. It's just like they put, well, now, you now, pay eighty four billion dollars. You think, think they, they could include? Who knows it. if? Who knows if they actually knew that this was something <laughs> that happened before? They may not, because when you read some of these articles, it's always interesting to to get a sense of how much context and history they're even aware of or talking about. So, yeah. hopefully, they knew, but maybe they did not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to see some of the pre-opening Disneyland TV show stuff where he walks through each land. That would be killer. And I I, I want to hear the Epcot We're Getting Ready For You song as much as possible. 
Like I would, I would listen to that song every single day if that was an option. That There's is so much they have that they could be adding, and I would love it if they ready for you. So cheesy and good. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that the one with the dancers like going through everything? Like they're in Alfredo's, and, the, oh, and then they're like, in the Universe the Energy. The engineers, <laughs> the magicians, and the Imagineers. It's so good. They're Please like they're like dancing in front of someone doing a sculpt, and then someone like installing the dinosaur audio animatronic. It's the yeah, weird and then thing. there's just like dudes looking at plans of the Italy Pavilion. It's like half the <laughs> sketch. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so good. It's so so good. Oh, that's so I, weird. I hope they add that stuff. I really do. I mean, there's so much that they because they just recently added a couple other older Disneyland TV episodes. I don't know if either of you have watched those yet. They're on Disney Plus now. The the story of the animated drawing and the Liberty story, the second of which is definitely interesting, I think, to any theme park fan, because it talks about what Dis- what Walt Disney wanted with the Liberty Square edition when he wanted to have that at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Like they had the they had the the drawings out there, they had the blueprints, and he shows them in the episode. Like you get a sense of what it would have looked like. Obviously, it never came to fruition in Anaheim, but mm-hmm. they're there. And I'll tell you something else in terms of the files. One thing I've always wondered is, oh, are they tr- like, are they like reformatting it or remastering it to be in HD? And having watched each of these new episodes, I will tell you the answer is no. They are not remastering those in HD. So I really don't know what's taking them so long. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there's so many like just opening day specials and random just theme park stuff they could put up. Like I imagine, yeah. I, I imagine there's like a lot of like also legal barriers they need to kind of take care of in various ways but like why doesn't disney have just like this whole entire channel full of like hey remember the 1996 uh resort tv loop <laughs> well we got it <laughs> yeah. you know you, do you remember this but thing I, I from bet disneyland they don't got it that that's one that's one thing oh that's true you know i mean considering how many episodes of doctor who like the bbc lost back in the day mm-hmm. it's possible disney just like was it like just took like literally went to the Disneyland hotel, ejected like the resort loop for ninety six, put ninety seven in, and just like tossed it over their shoulder into the garbage tra- yeah. garbage bin or something. That's I just well, I want the the Disney California Adventure video, the like the the opening special with Did Barry that? Bostwick, oh um, yes, kind, incredible television, Colin Mockery oh, from Whose Lines in Anyway. I want like it's on. Here's the thing: it's on YouTube. There's a lot of these episodes that some intrepid. Superfan has uploaded to YouTube, and you can watch them, but of course they don't look great because it's like a, a VHS recording. And one thing I'd point out in terms of whether or not they have some of the older files, if anybody out there has any of the Walt Disney Treasures DVD sets from the early 2000s, there's still a number of episodes of the show that were on those DVDs that have not yet made their way to Disney+. Plus. So, I, you know... They've got a few more of those, at least. And then, you know, you think about some of the random titles that they have that were originally TV movies from the Walt Disney Anthology TV series, like Justin Morgan Had a Horse, which <laughs> I watched that for one of my columns at Slash Film, primarily to answer the question, why does this movie exist and why is it something they put on Disney Plus? And I don't know the answer after having watched <laughs> the film. It, do you, have you guys seen that movie, Justin no. Morgan Had a Horse? One of the greatest films of all time. Have you seen it? <laughs> I've never it's, even heard it of it. Does he have a horse? Oh, he has. He gets a horse, and the entire premise of the movie is that this guy wants the horse that he has to breed other horses, and like he wants to create his own like breed of horse. 
The entire premise of the movie is I want my horse to have a lot of sex. So it's a. That, I'm not kidding. That's the whole thing. The whole thing is I, I, this random, this random guy in the Re- Revolutionary War era. I believe that this horse could become the next great, like gelding or something. It's just it's so weird. And there's like there's no big name actors in it. it. Again, it was a TV movie. It was I believe split up over two weeks. It aired as two separate. We gotta see. We got, what was the big cliffhanger? Like, is it gonna take? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Here's like, I saw that movie. I think I watched that before I was, I was like I was at home, but that was a few months ago. I I don't even remember. I, I'll tell you. And again, that was another movie where they absolutely did not remaster it in HD. I would love to have been a fly on the wall in the, in the boardroom where they said, Justin Morgan had a horse. Are you guys sure? Yeah. Put it up there. <laughs> like, why? Yeah, that was probably right after they decided that The Simpsons would be 16 by 9. It's like, yeah, do 16 by 9. That's what the kids like. The kids like the horses, right? Barbie? The youth. Come on. They love widescreen. Horse breeding. <laughs> Chomping on cigars. They love those horses. Upload it. Ah. Mm. Uh, so, let's talk about some sports, shall we? <laughs> of all things, uh, Disney has a small problem where people aren't staying at their hotels, so they're asking major. So basically, Major League Soccer is going to be staying at uh, the Swan and Dolphin at Walt Disney World as they compete at uh, the Wide World of Sports Complex down there in a World Cup style tournament. Everyone, yes. that means there's there's some pool play, and then it goes into a bracketed tournament. We'll explain brackets later in this episode. <laughs> Um, yes, that soccer, the round ball that the Europeans and South Americans play. Um, you're doing great, Disney fans. We yes. will teach sports before the end of this month. Yes, and the, uh, the other round ball sport that is roughly the same size is the NBA or the National Basketball Association. Uh, for all you Disney fans out there, okay, um, it is. <laughs> so they're, they're staying at Yacht and Beach, the Grand Floridian, and the Grand Destino Tower. The Grandestino Tower is awesome and is where they're trying to get everyone to stay. But they're taking 22 of their 30 teams and allowing them to play in a tournament so they can get Zion Williamson in. That's a whole different thing. But (laughs) they're going to be at three different places. And then as the tournament goes on, by the second round, they're going to condense to just the Grandestino Tower. And that's when family and friends can come up to 14 rooms, which I assume they'll just be sprawled around Coronado. Um, and so they're going to condense to there and their families are going to be able to come later and they're going to like use extra magic hours. They're saying there's going to be like DJs and movies and it sounds like, like, like almost like a uh, summer camp. It's like, we got video games, DJs, very tall men that that are professionals (laughs) that are used to traveling all the time. Um, and very specific rules about what they can do. Did you guys see that there's a stipulation in the like 200 page book of rules? They use the word bubble pong. a lot. There, there's a there's a rule about ping pong. They can't play doubles. Yeah, because <laughs> since and that's because you'd have the issue of social distancing. And that was one of those things. Like I saw that tweet and I, I just thought it's so profoundly weird that this is where and like this is if you had told me six months ago, oh yeah, the NBA is going to be quarantine sequestered in or in Walt Disney World and just the entire thing is so strange especially I I don't follow the NBA anymore I used to when I was a kid the Grand Floridian is still to my mind like the the peak resort at Walt Disney World sorry about that it's the peak resort at Walt Disney World right mm-hmm. would, would we all agree on that it's, or am I wrong it's a little tired I would say it's tired 
But I mean, it's at least in terms of the price point, it's about. But if you're as high not, you're uh, they oh, there's a lot of hotel rooms at Disney World that are a thousand dollars a night now. Um, Jeez. The yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're trying to go to the parks, the Grand Floridian is excellent. Right, of course. And Famous so was... is Twitter member Brooke Lopez, who we all have to adore now. He plays. Um, he is an NBA player that is also a giant Disney fan. His set, he said, probably would be his first vote, and his second vote would be Boardwalk Villas because you can walk to parks. It's a better spot for a vacation. That but was his I, opinion. But if you're not going to parks, the Grand Floridian's not that great. I mean, the, the, I, and that's what it is. My my mindset is, if I'm in, at a hotel, I want to be in good location for the parks if possible. And so when I saw which teams are going to which resort, I thought, oh, obviously the best teams must be the ones going to the Grand Floridian. And one of my one of my friends was like, no, they're the ones going to the Grand Destino. And I was like, what? No, <laughs> <Okay>. Where? <laughs> the Grand Destino is really nice. That's what I've heard. Yeah. And by far the most up to date of all of those. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, I mean, I'm still a softie for the Port Orleans, which obviously is not like the peak swanky kind of resort. But And, and they are going to roll in some XL beds in for those guys. So I bet that that was an accessible place to roll in XL beds, too. I think that was maybe my favorite like thing was like Disney saying, well, we have XL beds, but we don't know if we have enough. We're going to try our best. I'm just like laughing. It's the funniest thing. Like I for a while, I wanted them to be like, OK, we're staying up in the all star, you know, movies. And just seeing like the players like with their knees over the beds, the, the ends of the beds and stuff, <laughs> just like in these like small, small, to, like barely queen size beds. On these guys that usually can afford the nicest thing every single place that they go. Yeah, exactly. They can afford California Kings. <laughs> it was just just a good uh, just a good mental image to have, you know, kind of like when Mr. Burns created the baseball team, you know, with all the <laughs> baseball players, except it would be like <laughs> everyone would be at like all star. All stars. Ah, <sighs> yes. So sports. So, there, there's a few more sports that we can sports about. Um, the NBA games are all happening at the on campus at the Wild World of Sports facility, mm-hmm. which I thought was a little necessary. Like you have UCF and the Amway Center right there. Like play some games in some bigger spots, but at least the guys, the NBA players that aren't playing that game, are going to go to the other game. So that'll be kind of fun to see. Oh, here's LeBron watching this other game. That's it. That's pretty fun. Um, MLS games. Joe, do you know what time of day we're playing MLS matches? Uh, Lane, no, I do not. What time of day are the MLS matches? Being 9 a.m., 8 p.m., <coughs> 10 p.m. Eastern time. 9 a.m.? 9 a.m. They're having to avoid the heat of the day as well as monsoons. So that rules out 11, 12, noon, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 is all rain. Mm-hmm. And then sun goes down. You can play at 8 and you can play at 10. So I, I guess they're going to slot them out that way. That, that's, what, that's what I read on those MLS games. Imagine being like, yeah, we're going to have the doubleheader of the 10 p.m. and 8 a.m. games. Oh, but so all oh. those guys grew up playing tournaments. <clears throat> That's they true. They grew up playing travel ball tournaments, and they're not that old. Like, they're all going to go, oh, it's a tournament in a city. We're used to this. And they'll just play. People are just wanting to play. Yeah. <laughs> so See, my problem is my, my favorite sport is baseball. So right now I'm just watching as all. Hey, we got good news on baseball today. Do we actually have good news on baseball? We I saw a, a lot of very qualified language today. 
What you we say? might have an agreement depending on what it was like. I think what, what did Rob Manfred say? There was a framework they could maybe have to turn into games. Just like, just pay your players more money. They're endangering their lives to play the, a goofy sport. Yeah. I love baseball, but still, it's still, it's a very dangerous time. So just pay them more money. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, it's rough. I've been watching, uh, I've been watching KBO baseball on ESPN. Go Diamonds. Very entertaining. Yeah. So it's just not the same as watching my Mets just implode in a full season. That's, that, what I mean. that's, that's true. Yes, that is very true. Uh, oh man, yeah. So Lane, anything else with sports, or do you want to head I'm over to with my sports yelling segment? Let's. Do you want to do our other sports segment? I guess sports, not really sports, but bracket. I, I didn't make this up. You're going to have to go to our special guest for this. Yes. So Josh. Uh, yes. So I've been meaning to have you on the podcast for all because I think. You're a great guest, and you you hosted Master P Cinema and all that, and you and you love the parks. But I think that what really put you know the ball in motion was that you created the Disney Parks bracket. Um, you've been running these brackets for a, a while now, for since kind of since quarantine, I would say. Um, and you did one on the uh, America Disney Parks attractions. Yes. And. Do you want to kind of explain everything and your thought process? And maybe we can run through this kind of bracket and, and explain our choices. I think me and Joe are about to do one live. That's what he's saying. <laughs> yes, that's what I've heard. I, first of all, I like I like the – what were you thinking with this? Like, what, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> yeah. I mean, first of all, I started like a week and a half after I began quarantining at home because somebody – I forget who. Somebody from Disney Twitter who I followed. Maybe it was you, Joe. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Somebody quote – like – Signal boosted some other Disney Final Four thing. It was Disney animated films. And I thought, hey, that's a cool idea. Let me look and see what this person's, like, 64 seeds were. And I looked and I thought, oh, that's demented. This is a crazy person's (laughs) bracket here. I think this is nuts. And, of course, it's because a person's opinion is subjective. That's how it goes. But I just thought, I could do this so much better. I should make my own bracket. And then I thought... Yeah, I think I'm going to make my own bracket because I why not? I got time. I have more time on my hands than before. And so I did Disney animated films first. Beauty and the Beast won that bracket. Uh, Disney songs was the second one. Disney mm-hmm. song, like songs from Disney animated movies. Part of Your World won that bracket. Oh, that's a good one. Neither good of those one. would have been my choice, but that's not. I don't. I don't affect the vote. People choose what they like. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of days ago, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I wrapped up the Disney Parks attraction bracket, as you mentioned, limited to Disneyland and Walt Disney World, primarily because I have more Disneyland awareness than Disney World. I've been to Disneyland a lot more times, and I mm-hmm. unfortunately, I've never been to the international theme parks. And while I know about a number of the big attractions at those parks, I've not experienced them myself, and I didn't really feel like I'd be the best person to place them into a seating. And there were plenty to choose from, from just... Orlando and Anaheim, so I built out this bracket, and Muppet Vision 3D nearly won the whole thing. <laughs> Those Muppet fans. Close. And no, I will tell you, there were, for my there were almost as many people who were visibly angry <laughs> about the fact that Muppet Vision 3D made it to the top two and got about 43.5% of the vote. The Haunted Mansion, the Walt Disney World version of Haunted Mansion, did end up winning the whole thing. Also would not have been my choice, but that is an excellent attraction, so I wasn't uh, too sad. And I do love Muppet Vision 3D, but there were almost as many people who were bothered by that as there were, were people who were saying, "Vote for Muppet Vision, do it, like bring it to bring it home." And those people were disappointed, <laughs> and sadly. 
It's just insane. It was just the Muppet fandom came out in force. Like, I've never seen, and it was the funniest thing I've probably seen in a long time. I, I, it was fantastic. Well, and I need to be very clear about something. To anybody who is listening who is following along with my current bracket, which is Disney live-action movies, I just want it, like, it's like the old lottery ad. You don't, you can't win if you don't play. So what happened with Muppet Vision 3D, with the very first matchup it had in the original 64 seeds, I pitted it against the Tomorrowland Transit Authority, the people mover. And I thought that would just be kind of a fun matchup because I knew people like Muppet Vision 3D, but people like People Mover. They're not the same kind of attraction, but people like them both. They have very passionate fan bases. And a couple of different Twitter accounts with very, very passionate followers (laughs) got like they signal boosted the the poll. And one of them was this uh, online merchandiser from Houston. This uh, the account is super yakky stuff, and it's a very nice guy from all accounts. I I only know him from Twitter, and he was like, I'm you know he's a huge Muppet fan, so every single time he was boosting it up. And then the actor Griffin Newman, the actor and comedian who does the Blank Check podcast, he was on mm-hmm. the Amazon version of The Tick. He signal boosted the first one, and it was like, well. Obviously, Muppet Vision is winning. Sorry, people. There's, there, like, if you want your favorites to win, you have to do more than just click on the vote. You have to, you know, tweet it out, retweet it, do something like that. It's like I'm engagement. not doing anything aside from telling people to vote. They they take it from there. Yeah, engagement. Yes, engagement's a big part of it. And let's be honest, we're all on Twitter a lot more than we used to be before. So you have the time. You know, Tell your friends, vote for, you know, whatever movie. If you're going to be one of those people who probably puts Hocus Pocus in the final four, go ahead and do that. And I'm going to look at you sideways. (laughs) I don't have any, I don't have any sway in this. People vote the way they want to vote. Okay. So I'm looking at this chart. How, how did you choose the seating here? Did you go? It's, it's not East West. You just picked, here's some awesome rides that should be ones. One through four is kind of obvious. And then you just spread those out yeah i mean i think the 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 detailed thought process went about as far as me thinking to myself there should be a lot of mountains as the one seed like i didn't put matt i think i did put i'm looking at the old that the original bracket right now as well i didn't have big thunder mountain as a one seed because i thought pirates of the caribbean doesn't really i i don't think it deserves to be a two seed personally but there was really a just a whole lot of personal preference in here i mean there there are really only a few attractions that i just actively don't like and i think the easiest one like to is smugglers running kilimanjaro safaris in the first round i see i like kilimanjaro safaris more oh, <laughs> oh like, we do too yeah we do too okay. <laughs> yeah that, that's that's a fair crushing um and that's really what that's what a lot of it is. There are a couple of attractions where I was doing my best guess. Unfortunately, I haven't been to Walt Disney World since Pandora opened, mm-hmm. so I knew I had to include Navi River Journey and Flight of Passage. I know those are both very big attractions, and I basically just went off of. I'm pretty sure that people like Flight of Passage more, so I'm going to put that as a higher seed. But you know, there was a lot of just kind of pouring over a Google Doc over time, and you know, the funny thing is. Every time I've done one of these brackets, I get people saying, why did you do this this way? And my answer is always, I don't know. Like, the, honestly, the next bracket I have planned, I have no problem telling you guys this. It's going to happen. Oh, Disney, animated, Disney animated characters. Ooh. The, the most thought has gone into that one because one half of it will be heroes 
and one half will be villains. And so the top a, two will be the best hero, the top hero versus the top villain. And that is just excellent as my no planning goes. <laughs> I like that idea. That's the top's great. made out of bottom, and his bottom is made out of springs. I'm trying to think now if I I see I have to verify if I actually have Tigger and Pooh because there's a lot thing. of characters. You could have gone <laughs> Buckwild and done a 128. I'm sure that I'm going to bother some people which, with which ones I have or exclude. And the thing is about like I debated doing all 64 with heroes or all 64 with villains, but I feel like you kind of get into the dregs of each of those if you get to 64 yeah. and the other thing that's going to be a, an interesting twist that i hadn't done previously i'm reminding myself now by pulling up the bracket it's disney and pixar not just disney and Walt Disney okay and pixar. but that really led me to have some very hard debates like within myself of like i love this character is this character really that low build or that so it's that's still technically a work in progress i'm looking right now at my google doc and thinking i don't think that this one character should be that low seated, but it'll be there in a few weeks. It will be after the movies are resolved. We'll get to that one. And then I've got like four or five more planned after that. Nice. So, uh, uh, Lane, do you want to boot up that bracket and kind of go through some of these choices? And we I can, have it in my hand. We can hash I'll it be, out and talk about we'll, Josh's um, choices. Yeah, we'll, we'll do the first <laughs> round and, and, uh, let's go bracket or, uh, quarter by quarter. I'll read it out, and y'all can just say kind of quick your opinion, and then Joe, you flip it, and uh, and and like hold up a stop or something if we need to talk about it or what, okay. and then uh, and Joe, will you keep notes of what we did so we can move on for the, the next rounds? Sure thing. I got it open. All right, I'm gonna start top left side. Space Mountain, uh, Walt Disney World versus Autotopia. Hmm. What's your gut feeling, Lane? Space Mountain moves on. Number eight, Grizzly <laughs> River Run versus number nine. Well, well Josh, what was, your cho- what was your choice again, Josh? Space Mountain, of course. Space Mountain. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. One I, I'm is... six foot two. Space Mountain may not be comfortable, but Autopia is hell on my knees. <laughs> and here's, I just want, very quickly, there were people who were very mad that I chose the Walt Disney World version of Space Mountain over Disneyland. I, mean, I was surprised at that. but It's yeah. less good, but it's a classic. Uh, I, I, I love, love, love. I love theming in the queue of Space Mountain and Walt Disney World. That that was a big part of why I chose that one instead of Disneyland. Fair. But um it, it's it's it feels more classic Space Mountain, but you're right, it's hard to fit in the seats, man. It's just it's not that comfortable. It's a children's ride. <laughs> uh number second one, uh, 8 Grizzly River Run versus 9 Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. DCA matchup in the first round, Joseph. I'm saying Guardians of the Galaxy. Gotta give I haven't up that funk. It, so I'm gonna have to defer to you. Shout out to Grizzly River Run, though. It's great. That whole area is great. Yeah. Josh, um, what, this is a really interesting one. Josh, which, what was your favorite on this one? Because this seems pretty even, depending on if you like water rides. Uh, I, I think there, I chose Grizzly River Run for two reasons. Okay. First of all, I love I love Grizzly Peak, and I really don't like that they replaced Tower of Terror. <laughs> totally understandable. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that, that's probably the one and two reasons why you would go that way. I, I like it. Yep. Uh, number five, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. And number 12, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Ooh, I have not been on Runaway Railway. That's the Do problem. You have st- strong opinions about it? My opinion would then go to Mr. Toad because I just want to see the world burn. <laughs> I mean, it's our bracket, Joe. I yes. agree. Mr. Toad, moving on. Um, Josh, did you pick Mr. Toad? 
I did. I, I mean, I also have been on Runaway Railway, but it's Mr. Toad. It's a classic. Yes. Uh, number four, Jungle Cruise in Disney World versus... Um, this is the Sean and Mike matchup uh, versus Frozen Ever After. Ooh, I picked Frozen Ever After. Yeah, that that's probably the move. Um, as much as I don't like it fitting in Epcot because it doesn't fit in Epcot... Um, it's still a pretty decent ride, and, and I like Jungle Cruise a lot. Yeah, but Jungle Cruise has to like do some work to to be Jungle Cruise. Frozen, you're just like in the China Pavilion having a tipsy duck, and you go, "Oh, well, let's go ride that Frozen ride. It's fun." <laughs> yeah. Also, Jungle Cruise has uh, some problematic content <laughs> if you really talk about it and think about it. So we're talking about rides as they exist right now. So I would have to go with Frozen Ever After. All right, I'm good with that. Josh, you good with that? I mean, I, I disagree with it, but it's your okay. show. I'm the guest. <laughs> okay, why'd you That's pick fine. Jungle Cruise, I guess, is the question. Well, I mean, first of all, I want to be very clear. It does have problematic elements. It, either of the Jungle Cruises do. Yes. Uh, I, I am really a big sucker for effective atmosphere and theming, and I enjoy the Disneyland Jungle Cruise, but the one at Walt Disney World has that really cool section inside the temple oh, that yeah, I really yeah, like. Yeah. And again... Haven't been on Frozen Ever After, but having watched the video, going back to our earlier discussion about spoiling rides, I, I felt that was a <laughs> ride I could easily watch because I've been on it before. In a you way. ready? Have you been on Maelstrom? I have. Have I you like seen Maelstrom. Disney's Frozen? I have. <laughs> then you have been on Frozen Ever After. <laughs> and, and, and can I tell you something? You've just explained why I didn't want to vote for Frozen Ever After. <laughs> Listen, a lot of people love it. I, I, I'm not a six-year-old girl, but it's a good ride. Um <laughs> The next pick, number six, Toy Story Midway Mania versus number 11, Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage. Ooh, this one's a good one. Uh, I'm feeling, so I believe, uh, uh, Lane, what are your thoughts? Midway Mania. Midway Mania? Uh, Nemo's good, but you got to walk down into that thing. Visibility's low, kind of smells. I kind of think the Nemo it's in ride. It's Marland, which is a big negative. I, I think the Nemo ride at Epcot does the same stuff but better but it isn't the subs cuter yeah honestly the walk through uh scary nemo ride at disneyland paris is better than the fighting <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's the wrong nemo that's that's captain nemo lane yes but he's still in there <laughs> And it's scary and fun, and I just wanted to talk about how cool that is. Okay. Well, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're moving on Toy Story well, Midway okay. Mania. Okay, well, Josh, what was your vote on that one? Uh, I also went with Toy Story Midway Mania. Okay. I like the submarine voyage from a atmosphere style, but the one thing you didn't mention, Lane, that also, like, I'm not usually claustrophobic, but you can get real claustrophobic on oh, that well, attraction. Yeah. I forgot. Also, it, not big dude friendly. This this is going to come up a few times on this that list. That's true. Yes, uh, yeah. So I went with Toy Story Midway Mania on that one. Okay. Uh, the next pick is Star Tours or Storybook Land Canal Boats. Anybody in the mood for an upset? Yes. All right. <laughs> canal Boots, moving on. Really? Uh, okay. Okay. I can. Star Tours is fine. It's it's a cartoon of of jiggling. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what? You just sit in the little thing and watch your movie and bounce I think, around. I think Star Tours is fantastic, man. Okay. You're entitled to your opinion. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, are, you in a, are you in a small boat in Disneyland? No, you're not. Okay. So, okay. So, Star Tours, uh, a storybook is moving on. 
storybook moving on. Um, and Josh, you voted for Storybook or Star Tours? I, I did. I voted for Storybook Land because I, just the, the quaintness of that attraction and the fact that you, know, you have to spend so much time refining the, 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 the plant life and the little characters. I like that a lot. Okay. Yeah, me missing Disneyland is going to come up a little often in this, <laughs> this whole pickaroo. It's very far away and I can't get to it. It's not even open. Uh Carousel of Progress in the seven seed and Little Mermaid Ariel's Undersea Adventure Ooh. in the ten seed. I'm feeling Little Mermaid. Animatronics in both. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Both occasionally broken. Um, <laughs> I, I like Little Mermaid. I like how it moves. I mean, they both move great. Um, accessibility is big here. I think Little Mermaid wins, but that's just Josh. Me. What did you pick? I had picked Carousel of Progress, but okay. I do like Little Mermaid, and I will say it's they're both very good attractions to spend time in. You've got the you know they're nice and they're cool and they're they're relaxing. But I yeah I like Little Mermaid as well, so I'm not gonna put up a fight about that one. Okay. Uh, the two seed in this bracket is Flight of Passage, sure, and fifteen seed. It's tough to be a bug. A uh, ride they made before the movie even came out. With animators that didn't even animate the movie. <laughs> um, we have a cool animatronic. We have a bug that pokes you in your back. And Flight of Passage is a thing. I, You know, I'm not the hugest fan of Flight of Passage. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I'm more like, it's fine. But I still think I have to give it to Flight of Passage over its stuff to be a bug. Yeah, it's going to go out later in this tournament. But uh, <laughs> I- I'm fine with that decision. We'll move yeah. that on. Joe, do you want to do the next bracket now? Uh, yeah, sure thing. Uh, our number one seed is the Matterhorn Bobsled, uh, and the 16th seed, Car- uh, King Arthur's Carousel. Um, I'm thinking Matterhorn, just yep, because no it's question. the Matterhorn. You just yeah. slide right over. Yeah, cool, that's one slid over. Now, the contentious bracket, uh, the, the, <laughs> not the bracket, the, uh, challenge of number eight, Muppet Vision 3D versus number nine, People Mover. I'm, I'm still Muppet Vision 3D on this one. The Muppet Vision pre-show is better than People Mover. <laughs> uh, you know, the whole entire, the whole entire, um, um, Darla, Dorleen, and Max line oh. is so good. Oh, Rizzo is so good. I watched Muppet Treasure Island last week. It's incredible. I um, love Treasure Island. Oh my goodness! I sang the whole thing, and my wife thought I was a crazy human. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I three D with this one specifically. Later on in the tournament, I would not have gone this far. But here, um, I know people like the mover, but Muppet Vision three D just is. It's there really are some fun. bangers in this bracket. Yeah, All right, Muppet Vision moves on. Muppet Vision moves on. Uh, next bracket, we have Indiana Jones Adventure. Versus Mission Space. Two rides that broke down a lot. <laughs> Indiana Jones moves on. No question on that one. Indiana Jones is yep. way better. Agreed. Next up, we have Spaceship Earth versus Slinky Dog Dash. Uh, Josh, have you been on Slinky Dog? Have not. Have not? That was one of the, again, a lot of the, like, the last five years worth of attractions, those are me... Doing my best guess for what would be That's fair. I think Slinky Dog is severely underrated and really fun. Personally, I think right now Spaceship Earth is like falling apart. Um, It's just like it it feels like it breaks down every 15 minutes. And 
is just a mess. So I'm voting Slinky Dog Dash. Oh, yeah. Slinky Dog here, too. You made me ride it last time instead of Rise of the Resistance at the end of the night. So Slinky Dog moves on. <laughs> Don't blame me for you guys that. break my heart. Yeah. I had... Uh, I had a fast pass to the front of the line at any ride at Hollywood Studios, and Joe goes, do Slinky Dog. It's it's worth it. And then you walk right on Slinky Dog. It's there. It's outside. You got what you see. It's great. All cool. I can say is Spaceship Earth in my own bracket made it to the top to Final Four. So. That's, but you haven't been there in the five years that there's a 40-minute line because of people rotated in on their Fast Pass Plus. That is true. It's, but that's that's me being mad at those people. I still like the attract. But but such is life. Two to one. You majority rules. Slinky Dog Dash proceeds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Slinky Dog proceeds. Next up, we have Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters, the one at Disneyland, versus Roger Rabbit's Cartoon Spin. Lane, what do you feel? If I remember correctly, this was a oh, very sorry. heated battle on Twitter. I, by the way, I, I not adore Roger Rabbit's Cartoon Spin. Um. Was that Buzz Lightyear a different Omnimover before it was Buzz Lightyear? No. No, yeah, that's well, the one that was from scratch. That's the one that used to be the Circle Vision there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's I don't remember anything outstanding about it, but Roger Rabbit's cartoon spins really cool. It has the, the, the whole gag at the end, which that's just incredible. So, yes, I yes. chose that one as well. <laughs> I agree also. Roger Rabbit cartoon spin. Good. Next up, we have number three, Rise of the Resistance, versus number 14, Mickey's Philhar Magic. Rise of the Resistance, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. yeah um, next one up, we have number seven's Enchanted Tiki Room versus Dumbo. I voted no Tiki. question there. Tiki. Yep, Tiki Room. And yep. last but not least, we have uh, Expedition Everest at Animal Kingdom versus the only attraction I ever got motion sick on, Astro Orbiter. <laughs> Hypersonic XLC? No, no. Oh, uh, so I'm voting Everest. What about you guys? Everest. Everest is gr- Everest is great. Yep. Thumbs up. Everest. Awesome. Uh, Lane, do you want to go back to the? I'll take the top right bracket. Top right bracket. Uh, one seed Splash Mountain at Walt Disney World versus the Disneyland monorail in the 16 seed. Ooh. I Did you just... have up much resistance to this one? No, I think it was Splash Mountain one pretty handily. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of the best rides in the whole world. Um, and that's the thing. It talk about problematic elements. It's a heap load of problematic, but it's also an incredible attraction. So yeah, I chose that one. It, it, and it and it wasn't the first one, so they had the opportunity to make it a little bit better of a layout than the Disneyland one. Um, and it's uh it's in its own space. If they want to do something different or new with that, um. The eight seed in this bracket is Alice in Wonderland versus nine Mad Tea Party. I voted Alice because Alice yeah, is Alice wonderful. Too. Ride rides are better than flat rides. That's going to be common here. Yes. Um, number five, Living with a Land versus number 12, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh Walt Disney World. Does Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh Walt Disney World deserve any respect? I mean, it's fine, but living Andy with the land does, is way better. Any respect. Yes, living with the land is okay. much better. Yeah. And, and also, the, and, and as the kids say, the soundtrack slaps. So, <laughs> Yeah, just, just make believe. Yeah. Um, number four, Peter Plan's Flight, Walt Disney World. And number 13, The Seas with Nemo and Friends. This is the one where I say seas. 
Joe, you're you're just wrong, bud. <laughs> you're just wrong. I'm sorry. So is it Peter Pan then? Yeah, they're swashbuckling pirates, man. Josh, what are what are your thoughts? I I do like the seas because of the reveal of the aquarium at the end, but I also went with Peter Pan. Okay, sorry. well we'll go with Peter Pan. That's perfectly fine and understandable. <laughs> Makes Here's sense. Here's a great. Here's a crazy matchup. Number six, Radiator Springs Racers, and number eleven, Rock and Roller Coaster. I'd um, say Ro- Radiator Springs Racers. Man, oh that's yeah, such Rage a good Springs ride. Racers is amazing. It's a great ride. Yeah, yeah. And Rock and Roller Coaster has shown its age. Uh, Wait, are uh, we all not listening to Aerosmith now? Aren't they the greatest band in the world still? Um, I, I like Aerosmith stuff. I'm, I'm not anti-Aerosmith. I'm it's, just... It was kind of I'm crazy. not anti-Aerosmith, It's but it's 2020, and their time as a powerful band, I think, has passed. Yeah. Rock and Roller Coaster has aged in more ways than just the ride system. Also, Aerosmith themselves. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, Dan Marino, or uh, Ken Marino still looks the exact same. No disrespect. <laughs> Um, the, the three seed here is Soren, um, and number 14 is the Disneyland Railroad. I like Soren a lot. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? But this is the new Soren. This is Soren yeah, over the world. It doesn't say Soren over the world. I can pick and choose. No, you can't. Well, you know, hang on now. I do want to be clear. I didn't specify it in the title, and, and we can do our own rules here, but when I was doing the version on Twitter, I was very clear, current version only and uh, now it, I just mean I, here's the thing i told people that and it's like am i going to be able to stop you if you're really voting for the nostalgia you have from 15 years ago no of course not but i was definitely thinking of the version with all those incredible cg transitions from scene to scene no those are trash um, <laughs> they are trash that's the why dude i was hanging out of the helicopter <laughs> i want people in the river i want the golf ball is that playing at California Adventure, and will it be open when it, Disneyland opens in July? It certainly was playing at some point this year. I don't know if it... I, I feel like a couple of people pointed out to me on Twitter that it was when the park closed, but I admittedly wasn't going to be the over-the-world version. Wait, we're missing an important aspect here. Which in park am I talking about? Carland and Main Street of the Disneyland Railroad is what? The is Diorama. It? That's right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Diorama moves on, man. <laughs> oh, I picked Railroad, too. So I, I, no, yeah, no I, I, picked, I picked Railroad over Soren Over the World, too. Okay. Railroad it is. Uh, the seven seed, Snow White Scary Adventures versus number 10, Pinocchio's Daring Journey. 1983's classic, Pinocchio's Daring Journey. I'm saying Snow White. That's just me. Yeah. Yeah, Snow White Lane. Yeah. Good with that. Cool. Number two, Haunted Mansion in Walt Disney World versus number 15, Alien Swirling Saucers. Uh, as, as, this much, is, as much as I love that ride system, it's, it's, it's Haunted Mansion all the way. No yeah. rides, flat rides, although flat rides are fun. Yes. And that's that bracket. Awesome. And then we'll end off with the bottom right bracket, Pirates at Disneyland versus Grand Fiesta Tour. Pirates, right? I mean, come on. Pirates. Pirates, pirates. Good. Uh, we have Navi, uh, Navi River Journey versus It's a Small World Disneyland. Now, this is the one where we can get into contention. What, uh, Lane, what are your thoughts? Because, Josh, you I haven't like been on Navi. in Disneyland. Um, I, th- I think characters are cute. I think Disney characters are cute inside of Small World. Okay. Well, let's go with uh, It's a Small World, then. That sounds good to me. Yep. Awesome. I'm not afraid of anything in It's a Small World. <laughs> 
as opposed to the Navi sh- uh, shaman or don't, whatever? Don't, don't even mention it. Okay. I'm going to get – I, I got to sleep later. Okay. Next up, we have Seven Doors Mine Train versus Test Track. Uh, Josh, you've been on Seven Doors Mine Train, right? I have not. Oh, you have not? Okay. But again, but again I know that that's a ride that people hold in pretty high esteem, I think, relative to Test Track. It's, but. it's really fun. Yes. Don't don't let anybody know the swingy minecar ride is really fun. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I chose uh, it in my own bracket over Test yes. Track, so I, I just from the videos I've seen because again I have spoiled myself on those as well. I was like, and yeah, uh, you know cur- current trust current Test Track is lacking. Yeah, it is. So next up we have Kilimanjaro Safaris versus Smuggler's Run. Kilimanjaro Safaris clearly un- yeah. Yeah. no question asked. Uh, we have the American Adventure versus the Mark Twain Riverboat. Which and it is here that I want to remind something mm-hmm. that I on Twitter. Current version. I'm going to get it reminded again with Hall of Presidents too. This current version of these attractions. So keep that in mind. I would argue that neither one of those are making it out. My vote's Riverboat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I vote for Riverboat too. The Riverboat's really Riverboat? really fun. Let's do Riverboat then. Okay. Awesome Riverboat. I'm just adding all the text to this spread this spreadsheet so I can do it. Next up, Tower of Terror versus Dinosaur. Lane. No brainer. Tower of Terror? Tower of Terror. Yep. Awesome. Uh, T.O.T. Uh, next up, we have Country Bear Jamboree versus the Hall of Presidents, with the understanding that it's this version of Hall of Presidents. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> I mean, any version of Country Bear Jamboree is better than any version of Hall of Presidents. <laughs> okay, good. There we go. That's entirely fair. But yes, Country Bear Jamboree is my pick, too. <laughs> yes, Country Bear Jamboree. And, and in this time, not all that problematic. They're cute singing bears. Yeah. <laughs> They're bears singing country songs. Country folks still act like that. They're not embarrassed about it. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, last but not least, we have Big Thunder Mountain Railroad versus Primeval World. I mean, come on, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Yeah, I'm not even sure Primeval World is in operation. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it is. Okay, Lane. Uh, do you want to? Um, do you want? You're the one writing it down. You're gonna have to keep it running. Yeah, no, I keep it running. But okay. Oh. Well, here's the question. Do you guys just want to go down to the uh, w- argue out what we think the top four is, and then determine the top one? Because I don't want to keep everyone here too long. Yeah, Otherwise, we'd be here for like four. two hours. Okay. So out of the top left bracket, what would you guys argue would be the attraction to come out of that? I'll go with Josh first. Josh, what was your choice? Well, my own personal choice before we got into this bracket was Jungle Cruise. Okay. Uh, but I know that that has since uh, been supplanted by Frozen Ever After, so I would probably say Space Mountain. Space Mountain? Lane, yeah. what are you feeling? Uh, I like uh, Guardians is a good bet. Um, Indiana Jones is a good bet. Muppet Vision's an exceptional bet. Muppet Vision's in the next one. <laughs> um, We're top left, dude. <laughs> that is tough. Oh, it just keeps going. Uh, Muppet Vision is, would be my vote. No, you're in the bottom left. We're in the top left lane. Do you know directions? Directions, man. Yeah, I do. This is on my phone here. Um, <laughs> whatever. It's good. Okay. Space Mountain. Space Mountain? Okay, let's do Space Mountain out of that one. The Walt Disney World Space Mountain is coming home from the Park Scope bracket. All righty. So, out of the bottom left bracket, uh, what are we going to have come out of that? Um, Josh, what did, what did you pick on your bracket? Uh, as I mentioned, my final four, that, that would have been Jungle Cruise versus Spaceship Earth on that half. So, Spaceship Earth, I know, also is not here. So, I would probably say Indiana Jones Adventure. 
I think that's good for me. Yeah, I, I love Indiana Jones. One of the all-time greats. Yeah. Um, so, Josh, what was in your top right bracket? Uh, I had the Haunted Mansion. Well, I think that's a universal agreement, right, Lane? In the top right? Yeah, so that one's uh, Splash Mountain at Disney World, Alice living yeah. at the land. And you're putting that over Kilimanjaro Safaris? No, that oh, one's, uh, that's the bottom right bracket. We're in the top right. God, there's no divider, really. Um, you're putting that above... Let me see what I was overreacting I'm pu- to. I'm putting it above... Racers. Racers, yes. It goes above Splash... Yeah, it goes above the Racers, goes above Splash Mountain. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I-, I like it. Racers is very good. Um, racers mm-hmm. is very good. Uh, maybe better than Haunted Mansion. Maybe. And then this one, wins. we have to... It's either the... Yeah, Haunted Mansion Disney World's fine. Um, and then the bottom right is either Pirates or Country Bears? I had Pirates. Yeah, had Pirates. Kilimanjaro Safaris? <clears throat> I, think Pirates yes. is, I think Pirates is it. Kilimanjaro Safaris was too close to Pirates, so it got so knocked out. I think it's Pirates. Picked a 60s ride, a 60s, 70s ride, a 70s ride... And what was our bottom left? Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones That's and a 90s ride. Okay. Then Indy wins. Would you argue Indy wins, Josh? Or what are you thinking? I mean, I... Pirates. Pirates. I, pirates <laughs> I know it's old oh. school. My, again, my top two was Pirates versus Jungle Cruise. And to pirates. me, Pirates is just the pinnacle of theme park design in every possible way. So, Okay. Maybe that makes me old-fashioned. It's possible. I, I like Indiana Jones Adventure a lot. I, I do. It's an excellent attraction, but Pirates have been my pick. That's fair. I love it. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I guess Pirates it's in Disneyland. I guess it's just up to our uh, followers to and listeners to make their own bracket and determine which one reigns supreme. I don't know. I just Please. I I was actually binge watching uh, uh, Iron Chef recently, so that's probably where that came from. Please tweet <laughs> at, at the Parkscope account and tell us we were wrong. I appreciate those interactions. Yes, exactly. Tell us how wrong and bad we are. Uh, I'll put up everyone's um, brackets on the uh, show page. Uh, my personal favorite was our buddy Mike, uh, who said that the uh, Disney Parks bracket, the winner was the Sinbad Storybook Adventure, uh, Storybook Voyage at uh, Tokyo Disney Sea. Because I wrote it sitting next to him, and boy, is that pretty accurate for him. Yeah, he really likes it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I have so, a stuff. Shandu in this room with me right now. <laughs> All righty. So, Josh, uh, thank you for being on the podcast with us. Thank you, um, sir. It was a lot of Thanks fun. Um, where can people find you online at? I know you've got plenty of places. There's a lot of different outlets I write for. The easiest way to find anything I'm doing there and to follow along with the live-action movies bracket is uh, go to Twitter at Masterpiece. Fa- fantastic. Lane, where can people find you online at? Uh, at Parkscope, that's good. Okay, cool. <laughs> Fine. Um, you can find me at Parkscope Joe on Twitter and all of us at Parkscope. Uh, we do articles on Parkscope.net where you can find our the brackets and all that fun jazz. And uh, make sure you give us a good review on... Uh, review... What, what am I even saying? Good review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Again, I got one, one oh, extra. What? If you're going to the parks in the next uh, few weeks, few months... Uh, be kind to people. Be kind to the people traveling. Be kind to the people working. Um, or be, just be kind. Yeah. There we go. Just be kind. 
Um, on behalf of everyone, uh, yeah, ha have a good day, everyone. Uh, Black Lives Matter and trans rights are human rights. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Love everybody. Hate everything. Congaloosh! <laughs> there we go.